Hello again, and welcome back to the Slow Flowers Podcast with Deborah Prinzing, episode 529. This is the weekly show about slow flowers and the people who grow and design with them. It's all about making a conscious choice, and I invite you to join the conversation and the creative community as we discuss the vital topics of saving our domestic flower farms and supporting a floral industry that relies on a safe, seasonal, and local supply of flowers and foliage. This show is brought to you by slowflowers.com, the free online directory to more than 880 florists, shops, and studios who design with local, seasonal, and sustainable flowers, and to the farms that grow those blooms. It's the conscious choice for buying and sending flowers. And thank you to our lead sponsor for 2021, Farm Girl Flowers. Farm Girl Flowers delivers iconic burlap wrap bouquets and lush, abundant arrangements to customers across the U.S., supporting more than 20 U.S. flower farms by purchasing more than $9 million of U.S.-grown fresh and seasonal flowers and foliage annually. Discover more at farmgirlflowers.com. Our first sponsor thanks goes to Longfield Gardens, which provides home gardeners with high-quality flower bulbs and perennials. Their online store offers plants for every region and every season, from tulips and daffodils to dahlias, caladiums, and amaryllis. Check out the full catalog at Longfield Gardens. That's longfield-gardens.com. Thanks so much for joining us today. As you may know, October is our month to celebrate our Slow Flowers members, and one of our goals is to showcase and thank as many of our premium level members as possible, our top supporters. Today, we're visiting with David Brunton of Wright Field Farm in Millersville, Maryland, outside of Annapolis. David is a past guest to this podcast, and you can go back and listen to my original interview with him in July of 2018. I will have it in our show notes at deborahprinzing.com for episode 529. One key takeaway from my past conversations with David and his wife and partner, Lina Brunton, is that they know what they want and how their farm should work for their family's lifestyle. On their family farm, they grow, design, and deliver a mix of perennial and annual flowers in Anne Arundel County, Maryland, with an eye toward all the natural beauty the region has to offer. From April to October, Wrightfield Farm delivers over 200 varieties of flowers in abundant garden-inspired hand-tied arrangements. They are committed to nurturing the health of their farmland and tending the thriving ecology that it supports there. In addition to flowers, Wrightfield Farm is home to laying hens, honeybees, sheep for wool, dogs for companionship, and their four children. They don't use any pesticides, not on their flowers or in the soil, which means Wrightfield Farm is also home to wild bees and birds and frogs and soil fungi and all manner of woodland critters. Newsletter customers receive weekly updates during the season with all the latest information, including any specials or pop-up flower sales. When I asked David if he would join me on our new video vodcast channel, he said the timing was perfect. Just a few days ago, on Saturday, October 16th, 
David planned to design for the season's final week of bouquet deliveries. He joined me on screen from his beautiful covered front porch, where he always designs, and produced some epic hand-tied bouquets during our conversation. You will love watching him and love all the topics we touched on, from deciding what to grow and how to make sure you have plenty to harvest each week of a 26-week-long season for subscribers and a la carte delivery customers, to the story of one family's flower-based life and business. Visit DebraPrinzing.com for episode 529 to find the video conversation and to watch David's effortless hand-tied bouquet-making skills. Or you can download the audio of our interview along with our show notes and photos, resources, and social media links at episode 529, DebraPrinzing.com. Let's jump right in and meet David Brunton of Wrightfield Farm. Hey, everybody. I'm so excited today to uh, visit virtually my friend David Brunton of Wrightfield Farm. Hi, David. Hi, Deborah. It's so great to see you on that porch, which I did get to visit in person a few years ago. I can't uh, believe it's been a few years. Right. Well, okay. So you're in Maryland. What what town are you in? I can't remember. Millersville. Millersville. Okay. Right, right outside of Annapolis. Okay. So yeah, yeah, that's probably put you on the map for people. Um, yes, I was in DC for the second Soulflower Summit. And I, we just, I just sort of asked you if we could get together. You actually brought product, you brought flowers to, to donate for a presentation I was giving uh, at a- right. AIFD. And did you, I think you picked me up and we drove out to your farm. That's right. That's right. We, we drove out and we did a, we did it just right in here. We did a, we did a an, podcast an interview. interview. And yeah. I got to meet your whole family and it was, just, it was just great. You, you have a wonderful place. And, um, I wanted to, and when I asked you if we could do this today, you suggested, Hey, I've got to make my bouquets for my subscriptions. <laughs> um, I do them on my front porch and I was like, great. Um, so you offered first to tell everybody what you've just harvested. And, um, so let's do that first. And, uh, this is, you know, pretty amazing for October 16th. Uh, I'm going to switch over to speaker view so people can see what you show us on uh in those buckets great and i'm gonna actually flip the i'm gonna actually flip around okay great and um so we've got a lot of dahlias Um, so dahlias in maryland right now this is a foliage called bayberry which if you've ever been to you can see it's a little bit rough but we pick off any of the leaves that are that have been chewed on um but it smells amazing. Mm. These are, well, ah. everybody knows Everybody knows what these are. Um, so the garden roses that we grow are mostly bred by Cordis in Germany and by Ping Lim, um, who I think is in Oregon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have a few, a few Melande roses and a few David Austin. Wow. Those are um, gorgeous. And, and you're showing um, the right stage to harvest them. They're not yeah. full and blown open, right? Yeah. Though we, we do, we do like to put one or two blown open flowers in, um, the weekly deliveries. So we like to kind of have it be a surprise. So mm-hmm. here we, we like it to be, we like people to see something different on Tuesday than they see on Sunday. Mm, good point. Um, so this is Adjuratum. Um, we, this is, eucalyptus that actually overwintered last year which is unusual in maryland jeez um 
this is a salvia, mm-hmm. the velvety, beautiful salvia. Um, we've got Sheffield daisy. <gasps> oh, um, so pretty. So, yeah. And I, I really love those. We've got just a few marigolds. Um, we're, we, we don't use them a lot. I don't really love the smell. Um, this is Cardinal Candy by Burnham. Oh, my gosh. Um, look at that. Yeah. Those clusters really, are huge. They're huge. They did really, really well this year. And they just like, you know, you the they just like really pop. Um, behind the Cardinal Candy by Burnham is everybody will recognize Nine Bark. We've got two kinds. Um, the darker one is Summer Wine. And this, this lighter one is Coppertina. Oh, yeah. I have um, that. We've got another another bucket of dahlias. Um, the dahlias are really going. This one in the front is Cornell bronze. Yeah. And, um, but you know, we got a couple of the dinner plates, and then um, we <laughs> we dig our dahlias, which not everybody in Maryland does. Uh, but uh, we don't label them very well, so I don't always know what they are. Um, uh, this. Do you do you recognize this? Have you ever seen it before? Oh, it's got some really exotic name, like <laughs> Pearl of Ju- Jewels of Opar. Jewels of Opar, yes. Yeah, that and is so, you can so see it has crazy. Little, and I can send you a picture of that. That sort of it, it has these little tiny jewels at the end of, and it just grows like a weed here. It's you know like what I'd a, love to, the reason I'd love to see a picture is I don't even know what kind of plant, is it a shrub or a perennial? What is no, it? No, no, it's a, it, it's, it's a basically a lettuce. It's an herb. Jeez. Um, you can, it's edible too. Um, we've Stunning. got the tail end, we've got the tail end of, um, hydrangea that are all antiqued, but, mm-hmm. um, they're, you can see they're antique, but they're not dried out. Right. Right. Um, they're taking so these that are, patina. Yeah. Um, we've got some cosmos. Um, this is Chthonia, mm-hmm. which is not a which is not a great cut flower, but it is a wonderful habitat. Mm. Um, we've got some verbena, and then back here in the back, we've got a little bit of gumprena, which will just be one or two in the arrangements. And then I did I did forget this is a this will open later. That's an heirloom chrysanthemum called Whirl Away. Mm. That's one of my that's one of my favorites. Um, one more shot of the roses. That's a uh, that's called uh, pink enchantment. That's mm. One of my uh, one of your favorites. Um, okay, so that was an incredible snapshot of what is hyper seasonal and hyper local in uh, your Annapolis region. And can you tell us a little bit about like what you're doing every Saturday and why you've cut all these flowers and who who they're going to? Who's going to end up that's, enjoying? That's great. Uh, so. We, um, this is actually the, the first season that we have cut, planted and harvested every single flower that we've sold. Wow. Um, in the past, we've sourced some flowers from other local farmers, but this season we have, uh, it's been our, our biggest season and all of the flowers have been, have come from our farm. Um, you can see that it's a mix of perennials and annuals, uh, and really, we we like to. So these flowers are all going to be enjoyed. Um, I think tomorrow we have uh, six deliveries, which uh, it'll be our last delivery of the season. Um, so we do deliveries in these big um, quart jars, and then we do deliveries in the smaller pint jars. And people order them on our website. Wow! Um, and that's re- that's really our main business, and our our main. Um, a good a good chunk of the deliveries that we do are people who are getting weeklies. 
So the other thing that, so as we think about sort of what people get in the bouquet right. in a week, we like, we like to think about, well, what did, what did they get last week? We don't want it to be just the same. It's part of why we grow, you know, we, when we were looking at the roses, you can see that there's, you know, there's like, there's 15 different kinds of roses in there. That's crazy. So it's beautiful. So it, when we put roses in it, you know, somebody will get a different kind of rose this week, a different, you know, well, I think I harvested about a hundred dahlias. So everybody will, everybody will have to think. Wait, for there six arrangements? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, so. You'll save it, some back for yourself probably, right? Well, I, so I usually do just because they're, um, and actually our 14 year old Tommy also loves, um, dahlias specifically. Um, but you'll see, we do, we do a pretty blowout kind of arrangement and it's a little bit like a CSA or something in that if we have a, a real big harvest and there's not a lot of orders that week. We just kind of the customers. Kinda you the <laughs> customers get the flower love, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, um, that's amazing. So, um, can I throw some questions at you, and you're going to start designing, yeah, please right? Do. Please do, and I, um, I'm going to I'm ready to start when you are. I didn't okay. Wanna... Yeah, get get hydrated and um, start making an, an arrangement. If you don't, okay. I, you strike me as completely comfortable talking and designing at the same time. Um, I, I'm. I'm I'm super comfortable talking and doing literally anything at the same time. So <laughs> good. I'll try to be a good listener, but I'm going to interrupt you. Um, no, no, that's a good. That's, a, that, that's what a that's what a that's what a good listener has to do with David Brunton. <laughs> now, when we when we get together, we have good good conversations. We so, do. So you, um, I, first of all, I want to let everyone know that when I post this on deborahprinzing.com. Um, we will add a link to that interview from 2018. So people will get like the full backstory of Wrightfield Farm. We might not touch on all of it today, but um, just so people understand, this is a family owned business. You, you, flowers are your side hustle, right? That's right. That's or, right. Or is so the I, other job the side hustle and flowers are the, <laughs> the core? Well, it's funny. It's funny. I, uh, I think, I think it becomes increasingly difficult over time to, uh, to, to distinguish that. So I will say I bring fresh flowers to the office every week and, um, everybody there. Know, I, I get lots of questions about flowers in the office. Yeah. That's cool. So um, it's not like you're trying to keep it a secret or anything. It's your lifestyle. No, 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 no. And, um, I'll also say, you know, you and I have talked about this before, but the majority of farmers in the U S have off-farm jobs, right? Uh, the huge, the huge supermajority on the order yeah. of ninety percent. Right, right. So I it's mean, not a, it's not you know it's not a thing that, and especially, um, like me, many people who who work on farms also work for the government. Yeah, especially in the, uh, in the Beltway, uh, orbit, right? Yeah, even even actually out west, uh, in you know I grew up in Washington State, and I there were lots of people who had a you know, had a county extension job or had a work for the soil conservation service mm-hmm. or, or mm-hmm. did some, you know, did some plowed snow for the county during the, during the, um, you can see it sort of coming together. Oh my gosh. It's beautiful. It's so, um, um it, it, I am going to interrupt, uh, my own questions for a minute and ask you, um, is there a recipe ever, or is it all in your head and your kind of sense, your sense of balance and design? Uh, it is all the latter. The only thing, and you'll see when we when we get to the end. Um, I have a 
um, I have a like very specific way of doing it that is that I do that I do the same every time. Okay. Um, okay. Which is which is just a, a hand tied. So I hold them in my hand in a spiral the whole right. time I'm designing. Right. And designing designing in hand is actually a it's actually a great way to start and grow as a as a designer um and it doesn't have to um so it's a it's a way that when i was new to designing that i could sort of place flowers at the right height um you know you're gonna you're gonna see when we get when we get a little bit further in that um my arrangements are all sort of fairly round Mm-hmm. Right. It, it looks like a it looks like a hand tied bouquet right, right. when I'm done. Right. It's beautiful. Um, but you're not doing that exaggerated spiral where like it's splayed out the st- the stems are splayed out at the bottom and um it could support itself on the table kind of but that's more of a European style, right? So that is a European style and and that's kind of how I learned to do what I'm doing. I learned from a a European florist, actually at our local community college, Anne Arundel oh. Community College. Oh, I remember you telling um, me that. That's so neat. Yeah, um, but I don't tie them. Yeah. Okay. Um, That's maybe so, why it's it's a little bit more of a, a the stems are spiraled, but a not not completely splayed yeah. out. Yeah. And I will say, we always put them in a clear vase, and I take a lot of pride in how. It looks from the side, but How attractive the arrangement is. Yeah, yeah. But our arrangements really are meant to be set on a low table. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Um, like a centerpiece. So really, a low table, almost okay. like. Uh, so the ideal spot for it, I think, is a coffee table. Yes. So they can be admired um, from above. Yeah. 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 I like that. Okay. And that's a. It's terrific. Um, and you can't see this, but I'm. I'm uh, as I take flowers out. I also kind of the ones that don't that aren't real sensitive just staying in water i just set on the table right Um, and some of the stems are partially stripped and you're just doing a little additional editing as you add them to the bouquet that's that's exactly right so if you look at this adjuratum when i harvested it i i pulled all the lower stems off and then if i had you know you it's probably a little bit hard to see but there's like a leaf there that i don't really yeah yeah it's got a bug bite on it you know, wow. we don't, we don't ever spray anything on our, on our, on our farm. We don't spray any kind of pesticides, not organic pesticides, not conventional pesticides. Um, and it means that we have a lot of bugs <laughs> and I do try to be really careful not to put a praying mantis case in anybody's <laughs> arrangement. Right. Right. But, but um, there is a little bit of, I don't know wabi sobbiness to yeah, it. That's the right? word that, that word just popped in my head before you said it. Yeah. That, that okay. per- perfect imperfection. I mean, yeah. you, you have a, a, I subscribe to your newsletter. I, I know that probably it's intended for customers, but I always enjoy what you're telling people about either uh, a particular plant or a particular season or what's happening on your farm. And I do think you don't hit people over the head with it, but you are pretty um, specific in, you know, educating people about, you know, your, your values of 
not using, you know, being chemical free. I mean, I think that comes yeah. across. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. I, you know, it's funny. I, I subscribe to our newsletter too. Um, <laughs> Plus you also <laughs> write it, right? <laughs> right. Well, so Lina and I, Lina and I write it together. So I, I do the first draft and I send it to her on email and then she puts it in our, our mailing list software and adds the pictures and does some pretty substantial edits. Um, good team. So, good team. Yeah. Yeah. And it's actually, we discovered when we started doing that, that it worked very well as long as we didn't watch each other do the <laughs> editing. <laughs> we had to like the walk away. I can't, <laughs> yeah. I can't, I can't watch her edit something that I've just written <laughs> because of, like, well, wait, wait, why'd you No, I like that I, part. It's such a relief. <laughs> it's such a relief though, not to have to, um, be perfect in that regard too. Like it you, is. you help each it other, is. you know, convey the story. That is massive, David. That is going to fit in that court um, jar. <laughs> it's going to fit in that court jar. You'll see. It's it it it, it it'll it'll take up the whole it'll take up the whole court jar. I mean, so, I should have been counting, but there's like at least sixty stems in your hand, right? That's usually about where we land. Okay, is okay. Like some somewhere like. So it kind of depends. One of the things about this time in the season is that um, a few of the things that are growing, the stems are really diminutive. Mm. Um, so sure. you know, er- earlier in the season, if you put a dahlia in the in the arrangement, it it might have a big chunky stem. Yeah. Um, but they're right now they're they're really they're winding um, down. Yeah, and. Uh, so when you do it, when you design in hand, one of the things you have to think about is how do you want it to be framed at the end? Mm. Um, so you can see that if you look at it from above, okay. I want it to be frame, framed a little bit with the foliage. So you're kind um, of giving it a little bit of a collar finish, but not a, a little bit, not completely, yeah. not completely symmetrical. Yeah. And, and not also, um, we don't do any um so that nine bark that you that yeah. you see in there is um we mostly use it for flowers mm-hmm. so the nine bark flowers in the spring are right. just incredible but in general we don't use foliage that doesn't do at least double duty right so right. so it should have at least beauty and fragrance or beauty and a flower. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it best when it does triple duty. So that's kind of that's about what they look oh, like when God, they're it's crazy. When they're, and oh, you stunning. Can, um, you can you know when you were talking about sort of what. So if I put a if I put a, a wire around that, and you'll see now I'm gonna I'm gonna yep. do this. I'm gonna actually grab a. Uh, I'm going to grab a container so that I can cut it right in front of the camera. Yeah, And I, I see your point about this. The spiral was really evident when you just turned it sideways. So I could see that yeah. your hand is supporting that beautiful yeah. spiral. So, yeah. So you can see, um, basically now I just take my, take my clippers, um, and cut through everything at the same height. So, yep. wow. It has yeah. a, and then we could count those the, stems. <laughs> And then, Just and then it, it goes, it goes straight in Oh, damn and then, 
you can see it a little bit too. It it opens up a little bit once it goes into the yeah. It it kind of relaxes um, a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is different than a hand tied. Right. 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 So if if I tied it, it would be. But if you look at the oh, how attractive! Oh, really? I love that. And no foliage is so clean, and it's actually yeah. it looks designed. Whereas if I was doing something like that, I'd just be shoving stems in haphazardly, and it would it, you'd want an opaque vase to just you know hide that mess. Yours is part. Oh, I so, love it. So I I will say um, that uh, the the aesthetic has um oh, evolved but it's also what you're seeing right now is what i like to call like design on easy mode because <laughs> you know we've been growing these flowers for close to 10 years now and we have a bunch of stuff that is just sort of pretty easy to make it look nice yeah. Um, and, it's and not I like they say, exactly, they don't exactly design themselves though, David, you're bringing a lot of talent to the table here. They, thank you. Thank you. I, I will say too, that people, um, it's a, um, so it does take some education for, for our customers, especially people who have been with us for a long time. So we, we have, you know, we have a number of customers who have, who have gotten a, um, gotten an arrangement from us every single week we've done it. Wow. Right. Who, who just like a, they're just um, on board from when, what, what year did you actually launch, launch this program, the delivery program? So it, 2018. Okay. Oh, wow. Was, okay. Yeah. 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 It was like brand new when we talked last time. Oh, wow. That's so um, cool. It might've been, eh, it could have been 2017, but it yeah. was, it was right, it was it was right in there. Yeah. Yeah. So people, um, uh, people who discovered you in your community, um, I've just really been, they basically hung in there and, um, grown with you, like because your yeah. your your offerings, what you're growing, you you know you weren't big into roses, as I recall. We remember we talked about you just starting we, to order rose a rose spare yeah. roots, I think. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We we had that was like the first foray into roses, and now now we have a um, hundred. But roses, um, somebody somebody told me. Uh, Somebody told me once that rose growing is contagious, <laughs> and it, I I have I you can't have stop. <laughs> I can't stop. So we're we're gonna add we're gonna add a couple hundred more wow. next year. Um, wow! Can I stop you for a second? Just I have some rose specific questions, and also I know people watching are probably wondering, well, how much land does this this uh, farm have? Because it is where you live. Um, what is the acreage? So it's. Twelve point five five six zero acres, give or oh take gosh. one ten thousand, give or take oh one ten thousandth of an acre. But <laughs> you're such a math nerd. <laughs> but but it doesn't. But it doesn't. Um, I, I so what I would say about roses specifically is if to the extent that people, um, a, a rose bush doesn't take. I mean, people grow them in containers. Yeah. Yeah. Right. There, there, a rose doesn't take a lot of space. Yeah. It's just one more um, row, basically. Right. Yeah. So if we, if it stops raining when we're, yeah. when we, um, before we get off the phone today, we'll walk out and, and, and look at. So, um, basically off to my right is a, about an acre, which, um, Lina calls the rose garden R O W S because yes. it's all in, ro- it's all in rows. Right. I remember um, which that. Is, 
Right, which is now mostly perennials. I think when you came, it was like a mix of annuals and yep. perennials. Yep, I remember um, that. Um, it so over time we've really kind of like the perennials are really nice because you know you don't have to plant them every right. Uh, see a little little hitchhiker. Little, on yeah, the, yeah. So he just um, gets kind of like loose, gets, tossed off. Yeah, yeah. He gets he gets so, to go back. Yeah. So what you're with what you're designing today, there aren't a ton. Oh my God. That color's just, and you can't even describe it. It's so pretty. I wish I knew what, I wish I knew what kind it was. (laughs) I'm the same way. Don't worry. I'm always looking back at my list, but after a couple of seasons of not digging, I'm like, I can't remember what that is. That's a beautiful color. Um, So in terms of what you're using today, the, so the Sheffield daisies are a perennial, right? That's right. And then the roses and what else do you have in there? I mean, a lot of, you have some woody, woody ornamentals. I guess you count those in that row. Are they in the row garden or row farm too? Yeah. Yeah. Like the viburnums and the nine bar. That's right. That's right. And, um, the adjuratum is, uh, annual. The dahlias are. Yeah. Depends on how you define them. <laughs> we dig them. Yeah. <laughs> we dig yeah. them. We grow them as an annual. Most flower farmers I know do dig, even like here in Seattle, I visited a farm the other day and um, they're digging everything and they're digging because they're trying to increase their inventory it, or they want to sell tubers. So I, I think uh, there's another, I mean, I think there's another like dirty secret. And yeah. This is a real, this is a dirty secret. All right. Tell me. Um, I just, really love digging yeah <laughs> therapeutic <laughs> yeah no i just love being in the dirt yeah I, so i when people are like well you wouldn't have to dig them i'm like well but then i wouldn't I get know. to do it <laughs> then i wouldn't get to, like uh so we oh, right funny. before right before we um well we we finished up like three o'clock but the um my second and fourth children and I were planting the last of our cool flowers in, in anticipation of this lovely rain that we're having. Oh yeah. Let's get them um, watered in. Yeah, exactly. So we're getting a good, like good long drizzle right now, which is like the perfect, we try to, to the extent possible, we try to use the weather as an ally rather yeah. than adversary. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, I just have to interrupt you and say that that, okay, I like it better than the, even better than the first one. Like they just keep, they just keep, I mean, there's, I don't know, maybe because you've chosen slightly different palette, but that is a true fall palette, David. That is stunning. Um, no pastels in there. Stunning. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, it, uh, the, I gotta say too. So I picked, I, I made the harvest list um, after you and I had decided to do this, to, to, yeah. to do this. Um, and, you know, I like, you know, I, I mean, you're Deborah Prinzing. I wanted to flex a little bit. Oh right? man, the, do it. Right? Do it. And is everybody the, who's watching gets to enjoy too. Right, 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 right. But anyway, so I, I did. So that's why I, so like the, the jewels of Opar, I was like, well, how many am I going to need? And I was like, well, I, I'd probably only need, <laughs> I'd probably only need, I don't know, 30 or something yeah, to, uh-huh. to, to make the, but I was like, I want the bucket to look really nice <laughs> when I show it to Deborah. <laughs> so, I, so I picked a, so I picked a hundred. So everybody who's watching this is like, you know, like looking for the seeds of that right now. Cause it's so, so pretty. So <laughs> if, if you're watching this and you're somewhere in DC, Maryland or Virginia, um, 
you you literally only need to get one seed. <laughs> it, it, it just takes it is, off. It is such a it, oh it loves it here so much. Um, and if you don't have a source for the seed, um, you know, send me an email and I'll put some in the mail. DM right field farm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Slip slide into my DMs. And oh, I'll, that's I'll so that's so um, that's so fun. Um, so it's really hard to find seeds, but it, but they're, it's such a great, it's oh, such it a is. great cut. Okay. Um, Interesting. So you've got this, when, when we're right off to your right where that, we can see the rocking chair. So beyond that is. So uh, past the rocking chair. Is that is, we see grass, we see green, but that's really where the, the rows are. And actually, if I, if I turned you a little bit, you'd actually see our, our mobile chicken coop is, is running across it right now. Wow. Um, wow. So we get, we get help from the chickens to till the beds in. That's why you like, don't need, or yeah, that's why you're, you don't need a synthetic or purchased fertilizer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We just have like a chicken, uh, chicken, um, production labor, <laughs> yeah. chicken labor. So um, the I remember on the back of your house you had a big growing area too. Is that where you're That's doing right. more of the uh, annuals now? Well, so the annuals actually are directly behind you. Okay. Um, okay. Most of so we converted what was more front yard into a big annual growing area, and then all the way behind the rows we added another growing area, and then we added another annual growing area in the back, but since you were here, um, I don't know if you remember this, but we had some hydrangea that weren't really producing and we moved them back here in the shade. And this year we must've cut uh, probably a thousand stems off of it. Wow. And I think next year, I think next year we'll probably get 10,000. What varieties, there. what varieties are you, um, are you having oh, like limelight I... or the, are they the regular macrophylla? No, so we... So we grow actually all three of the common, the most, so we grow the, the, um, all basically all of the limelight varieties, okay. the, you know, um, and, and the yeah. Mac, is that, or, uh, and there's like, or, yep. Mm -hmm. So there's macrophylla, there's paniculata. Yep. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and then the arborescence is mm -hmm. the, is the, um, so smooth leaf yeah mm -hmm. so that's a that's a native here mm. and we grow um maybe three kinds we grow haas halo is one of them but that's not a great it's not been a great cut um invincible yep. is another yep. one that people that people like that actually makes a great cut we're ordering a couple of new kinds from our friends at to uh, spring meadow nursery this mm -hmm. year that'll be um kind of upping our stock of the earliest ones so what we care most about is um kind of when they bloom so yeah i wow. forgot to put i forgot to put hydrangea and i forgot to put the cardinal candy viburnum in that one yeah so we're gonna um, do that in the next one then yeah <laughs> um so uh so i am gonna put just a couple of little nine bark just around that because that nice that's back to your presentation yeah. Yeah. Just wow. kind of, and this, um, you can see that there's a little, there's a little tuft of green in here. I, I like, a an arrangement to sort of look like somebody wandered through the garden and just was picking every, you know, picking everything that they could find. Yeah. Um, that tuft so, of green, that's that bay. What did you call it? Bay? It's bayberry. It's bay another berry. native. It's okay. another Maryland native. Wow. Um, and it was actually growing here when we came, we cultivate it now. 
Um, but it's it was growing here when we came. And That's gorgeous. Oh, I like I like that foliage too because it's sort of um, twisted almost. It has a little a little. You it know, does. Movement. It does. It yeah. A little, yeah. So it has a little spiral. And um, that's gorgeous, David. Jeez. Um, so I'm gonna do I'm gonna do one more fork while we're talking. Okay. Then, good. Yeah. So, so the other. Um, the other thing that we, we do a little bit is I do the quartz first and then I do the pints um, because the quartz generally need the taller stems. And by the time I get to the pints, you want to make you know, sure you have piece, enough. Yeah. Right. So I've got a, like, there's a, there's a little shorty. You can see that that's, yeah. that's the, um, that'll go in a pint. Yeah. Right? It's a perfect stem. One of the things that I like about the way that we do this, just selling our flowers this way is that right? You couldn't sell that to a florist, even right. though it's a perfect, even though Beautiful. it's a perfect dahlia, yeah. right? But it, um, if you're putting in an arrangement that's only this tall anyway, right, it's a, it's a great way to do it. Um, can you talk a little bit about, about your pricing? Because I'm wondering if um, there'll be some lessons that people can draw over building customer loyalty. You know, some people have just one month programs or they chunk it out by seasons. How long are you able to sell uh, bouquets, um, arrangements so, in the year? So 20, 26, we do deliveries on 26 Sundays, which includes our summer break. So okay. we take a short break. We take a short break in July. Okay. Um, so half the year. So so half the year. And I think we generally do... Um, so I won't use this one. I can just show people that there are some, Little, you know, this is. Somebody's chewed on that, huh? Yeah. Somebody's chewed on that, so it eh. doesn't get, right. doesn't get put in. The chickens um, do, wait, you can't use Dahlia leftover flowers for chickens though, probably. Oh, they love them. Oh, do they? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hum, humans can eat Dahlia. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Dahlias are, Dahlias are, uh, you know, it's like a, it's like an Aztec potato. Yes, when I this is a total aside, but when I was an active master gardener in King County, we had every year for our harvest festival, we'd had some, you know, some old Dahlia dude would make flour out of the tubers and make some kind of a not so tasty nut bread. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, why would anybody want this? Uh, because I know exactly, but um, it, it's probably n- nutritious for whomever you know comes up with a creative way to use it. Yeah. Boy, uh, the um the Sheffield Daisy is so beautiful. Some people kind of compare it to an aster. Um, but it's basically a mum, isn't it? It's a chrysanthemum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's and stunning. It, it, it is um, so we use four kinds of chrysanthemums, all of which have been selected for their ability to overwinter. Okay. Another thing that people might be a little bit interested in, um, so this is a this is a a beautiful red rose, right? It's like a, um, but the the stem is just a little bit naughty. Yeah, yeah. N- not naughty, but nodding. N o d d i n g. N o d d i n g. But um, typically, when that happens, so this this specific variety is a cordis rose, and and that will last two weeks in a vase. Wow. Um, so I'll pull these guard petals off the outside. I'll pull that one little bit of foliage off and I'll actually just tuck it like right in the middle there. Yep. Um, yep. so it's supported and it'll mean that, that, that is, uh, again, like you wouldn't want to, you wouldn't want to put that out completely on its own. 
but, but in a gathered in a gathered arrangement, it's stunning. Yeah, you know who I saw do that. Um, we, I'll send you a link to this. But I produced uh, these um, crop specific videos for Seattle Wholesale Growers Market um, that were released this year, but we filmed last year. And one was with Dan Pearson of Dan Stallias, who's yeah. here in Puget Sound, and he showed because he just cranks out the farmers market bouquets. He showed that same trick that you just did. He does it with dahlias. So if a dahlia is nodding or not facing upward he will he'll put the he'll put the bloom in toward the bouquet and kind of use another flower to lift its head up and it's just it's just exactly what you just did with yeah. the rose so yeah. smart so on the top oh so wow that's we, so pretty we, we don't we don't grow spray roses on purpose <laughs> um but that one is uh, yeah, this is so. This is a variety from Ping Lim called uh, Yellow Submarine, oh. which occasionally will just it'll have like five or six that just bloom all at the same time. And it's a true. It looks um, like a little spray rose. Stunning. It does. Yeah, it's like oh. a. Um, Someone's gonna get lucky. Know, yeah, somebody. Well, I'd say everybody's gonna get lucky this week. I think everybody is gonna <laughs> get lucky. They're getting the slow flowers so. uh, vodcast version of Wrightfield Farms <laughs> designs. I'm distracting you, so you're not you're not over there counting stems. I you know you know that's that's what uh, I, I I'm I'm usually distracted enough by the flowers to not count <laughs> stems. So. so oh, okay. So I got you. I, I back to the topic. So you do 26 weeks, yeah. and how how do you um, structure it? So the the main thing that we started out doing was literally just people could order them on our website for but but like a one a one off like a one off not as not a subscription right yeah yeah okay. yeah and that's that's still probably maybe a third of our business okay is 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 one time orders um I will say I, I called them one-time orders. I think I could count our our actual one-time customers on one hand. Yeah, these are regular customers, um, right? And pretty much everybody who orders once, right? If you if you if you bite the bullet and spend seventy five dollars to get yourself one of these, you know, gigantic quarter Juicy arrangements, bouquets, yeah, and you and you get it in your house and it lasts for you know a week and a half, and you um, if you you know people who kind of know too will take out anything that starts to to wilt. And when they take that out, they'll be like, oh my goodness, there's roses in there, right? There's like- Yeah, something um, new is opening up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it's pretty unusual for us to have like a one, a one-time order, but not everybody does it at the start of the season. Sure, I see. It's more about- you know, fitting their lifestyle. So you're, you're making, yeah. you make it a la carte as well as subscription. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I will say, um, it doesn't really, um, I mean, we love, we love it when people, you know, buy the whole season at the start of the season, because it's a lot of money, right? <laughs> yeah. It pays <laughs> for it, all the seedlings and, uh, yeah. Wow. Um, and it, uh, so, so there is, like we really do love that, but at the same time, it, it's also helpful to like have some orders trickling in and have you know some new customers happening during the year as well. Hey, I'm gonna make um, you. I'm gonna make you small so I can show um, our viewers your website. Just 
thought of that since we're using Zoom, it works. So oh, this, this is perfect. Yeah. So fresh, beautiful flowers delivered, order for a specific Sunday delivery or keep flowers coming every week with a flower share. So those are the two op- options that people have. That's the, right. Um, the Okay, so it says he, everything's sold out because it's the end of your season, right? But um, so actually, tomorrow's our last our last delivery of the mm-hmm, season. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but the Sunday delivery is the pint is fifty and the quart is seventy five. That's right. And, um, and people, you you can't you can't see it right now, but we also do occasional pop up um, mm-hmm. sales, little pop up sales. So like when the daffodils come in we'll have a thing to get like well don't tell anybody this but we we usually put like a hundred daffodils in there because the, the daff there we have so many daffodils right you just need to <laughs> so, you have to harvest really fast to keep up with them oh so my gosh. we do all our, we do all our harvesting with a with a flower knife uh-huh. um and when you're harvesting when you get in the routine of harvesting daffodils because you know daffodils you don't you don't even harvest them into water Okay. You just you you just harvest them dry. Okay. And so you use one, two, three, four. So I don't. I bet. I bet my teenagers can harvest like I don't know, like a hundred a minute or something. Jeez. Yeah, uh, you've got a good labor force there, David. Yeah, yeah. They're they're good. They're good. They're good kiddos. <laughs> so uh, the flower share yeah. for two fifty is um, how many weeks is that? So the two the the. Um, actually what you see there is only the fall flower share. Oh, okay. So, the, I, so, so the, um, the spring flower share for next season hasn't, is not available yet. Haven't posted it yet. Um, yeah. so the, the, the usual, the 250 is that's a five week pint share. Yep. So that's just, um, and then the if I did cord, it would be 325. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, and, and the information is down here below. Spring share is from April, is from April 18th to June 20th. I love that you put think hellebores, tulips and peonies. Love that. And then the summer share is uh, is July 11th through September 12th. That's 10 weeks or 10 deliveries. That's right. And then 10 deliveries. Right. And then a full season is the 25 and that what does someone pay for a full season share on the court? That would be the biggest problem. Uh, it, it's, let me, I'm going to have to do, I'm going to have to do math. I don't no, don't worry about it. Head, but it. But it's, so it's 25 deliveries. Um, it, so basically it's, they get $10 off of yeah. the, pri- the full price of a, of a, of, so it would be $65 a week instead of $75 yeah. a week. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually have customers who bought, it's 1500 it sounds right. Yeah. And we have we actually have we actually have one customer who who buys two at the wow. start of every season. Wow! Yeah, I love it. yeah, yeah. I they're love like uh, one. I think one for her and one for her mom. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. I t- I toggled over to the wholesale page. So you are you are selling some wholesale. Had you been selling wholesale before this year? You know, we had not done any wholesale before this year, and right. we didn't do a and we didn't do a lot this year. Um, simply because the the um logistics of it are mm-hmm. are as a are hard to sort of do with a side hustle but yes. we did have a couple we did have a couple of um folks who found us on rooted who, i just saw who that on there yeah had a, 
Yeah. So basically, if they're willing to work with your limitations of when people can pick up and, you know, yeah, if there's like, you'll make it work if, if they understand that this is, you're not a full-time wholesaler. Yeah. And it's also funny, Deborah, that, um, it's hard for some folks who haven't been educated into the sort of world of local flowers to understand. Um, we'll have a lot of people contact us and say, Hey, um, you know, can I have, uh, can I get, uh, uh, white roses from you on, on, uh, in June of next year? Right. Well, I mean, the odds are that we will probably have white roses in June of next year because it's, uh, um, uh, uh, so beautiful. So I'm going to tuck one more little bit of the nine bark around the edge and then we'll cut that one off. It's still drizzling here. So it oh might yeah, be, we'll we do a tour. To... We'll do a farm tour another day. <laughs> All right. We, yeah. we're, uh, I'm happy just talking with you and watching your design. It's, it's really therapeutic. It's really fun. It's yeah. Really, it's, um, I'm like, uh, I can be like the Monty Don of slow. Hello, yes. you're listening to Growing with Growing yes. with David. I'm I think your that's, host. That's better than Bob Rossi. I think you're definitely, you know, let's 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 channel channel some British dude. Um, do you have boxes that you put the vases in, or what's what's that sort of mechanic? So we have a in the back of a Honda Pilot. We have a. Um, it actually started out as a pallet, mm-hmm. and then we put. Um, other boards across it so that it's a grid yeah. and each jar fits exactly into part wow. of that, wow. into one of that grid. And we don't, if we had to do, um, if we have more than a dozen, we have to make two trips. Yeah. Um, Which in the summer, uh, I'm sure you're, you're probably doing. Actually it's the spring is the, yeah. when people, it, it's, it's funny. We're, you know, we're planting more spring flowers this year in part because people just really Oh man, people just really want them in the spring. Yeah, so they're like not the, traveling. Maybe, maybe they're you know just hungry for blooms. Yeah, and it. So we're we're doing a whole bunch of tulips this year. We have. Well, I I, I think I told you that um, Ernie O'Byrne in uh, Northwest Garden Nurseries tried yes. to send you my tried to send you my hellebore seeds. Yes. Um, <laughs> So we have, we have, a we have, uh, in the, in the, uh, cooler straight this way, we have a thousand, um, Northwest garden nursery hellebore seedlings that are oh making gosh. their way. <gasps> but th- we also, so I remember you just really kind of landed on hellebores as a sort of a secret, a secret weapon of spring. Oh my but goodness. I thought you, Deborah, I mean, it's, you're yeah. adding a thousand more to what you already have. Well, so we only have like, I don't know, 300 or something. Now. Oh, okay. So I, you're, I, you're I, going big. I, I, oh, I, oh, I, I, I mean, I, I have a problem. I, I, there's, <laughs> there's, there's no, this is, I need, I need, I, I probably need an intervention. Is that what this is? Are yes. You, uh, yes. Well, no, okay. but I'm thinking you know, as you're talking about spring and spring blooms, I just want to mention to people that uh, David wrote a couple articles for Slow Flowers Journal uh, last year and one was about azaleas, and um, that sort of fills that same early season um, need we too. Added, right? We we added a bunch more of those too. We did. Uh, oh, I think we added maybe fifty more azaleas this year. The one thing that I will say is that azaleas are slow growers. 
So it doesn't, um, I love using them as a cut. Yeah. Uh, that, that came out of um, Kevin Sharkey and Martha Stewart's book. They, yes. they had a whole section about using them as a cut flower and I had never thought of it. Right. Um, well, and I, mean, I was like, well, is, is it because of the stem length? Is that another issue uh, with azaleas? You can no, get a long stem. From, you, um, it's funny, you probably can't see it, but our oldest azalea is just right at the end of this porch. And I will get, we'll get 24 inch stems off of it. Okay. It's, it's really. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking that the, my influence of that question are those, you know, uh, like hostess gift potted, you know, florist azaleas that are bred to be super compact and um, have not, not to need the people don't want them to be have long stems so that's not you're not selecting those they don't but those are those are those are trimmed that way yeah okay so Uh, left to their own devices if you chuck those in the woods in maryland you'll (laughs) you'll have a so i an azalea forest Oh man. And that's what we're trying to, I want, I mean, I want to, I want to everything for us, but we're. You do. You do. You so want we're, a hellebore forest and azalea forest. So we, that's the other, that's the other thing is we grow hellebores in the, in, in full shade here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it really means that, um, I, I really wish we could walk back. I wanted to show you the new, <gasps> I have a new thing that I'm doing with, um, the hydrangeas. Um, okay. I've okay. interplanted them with with locust trees. Really? Um, so the locust like tree, ha- honey locust, golden locust. What? What these is are, it? These are these are black locusts, okay. but it's it's like it's like the honey locust. Okay. It's a you know smells so good in the spring. Um, I wish I could get up there to cut those flowers, but I'm I'm not that brave. Um, <laughs> you need a scissor lift. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, so. I I always tell my kids that I invented a little nano machine that climbs up and builds this perfect structure that has dappled shade that doesn't come until you know they're they they leaf out very late. Okay. Um so that really that helps simul- for for the spring blooms then, right? Yes, yes. And so and it, and then it simultaneously fixes nitrogen in the soil and it uh, and you know a mere 10 years and like that's all it takes to put David, it together. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, you're a patient man. Oh my goodness. I am. Well, kind is this, of. It is depends this on what of, I'm waiting for. Is this one of the smaller ones that you're talking about? Yeah, this is okay. yeah, this is one of the this is one of the wee ones. Wee. It's pretty big. It only has 40 stems um, instead of 60. Yeah. It, it again, it kind of depends you know, everybody's lucky because like you said, you're distracting me and, um, <laughs> that's, and I that, wanted to, the pink, the orange and the ageratum that, that neon, uh, kind of glowing lavender. It's, that's a great palette. So Dude, you, uh, are, you we, really are, you're good at this. You just do this without even thinking. It's just a beautiful thing to watch. Um, that you're so kind to say that. What were you going to say? I, I cut you off. You were about ready to give me another juicy tidbit oh i don't i don't i i lost my train of thought i'm sorry uh, no it's a mercy (laughs) (laughs) um i guess what i wanted to ask you is you because you do have this interest in design based on your lifestyle and having four kids at home and working a full-time job it's not possible that you're ever going to say yes to someone who wants a wedding designed by david brunton but unless it's one of your children in the future right 
Yeah, I would say, yeah, if one of the, if one of the kids, if, if one of the kids or, or one, or one of your kids, if it no. was one of your kids, maybe I'd, maybe well, I'd. Well, only if you let me come work with you I, on that. Wow. Um, uh, no, I don't. So it, it's interesting. Um, it doesn't, there, there's sort of two, two problems with doing weddings. One is just like the, the sort of time that it would take. Yeah. Um, maybe three problems. Two, two, second problem is that it is really a one-time customer. And yeah. That's not our sweet. That's not our sweet spot. It takes us a long time to get somebody to understand like what they're getting. That is such a good point, right? You, you're 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 converting people. You're not. Yeah, it's, not a one and done. I get it. No, it's a it's a long con. It's a <laughs> it's a it's a, and then the 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 third sort of problem with with doing it is it because we do it all with our own flowers, it, it would run us out of product. Yes. Yeah. Um, or you would, you would have, um, such a, you'd have to really find that rare couple who was, would, would appreciate everything that you grow and not start, you know, cherry picking, you know, weird spe- specifications. So, so you know what those people do? What? They order one of those and carry it in their wedding. Oh, I bet that's happened many times. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, that yeah, makes me feel good. What's your yeah. radius for delivery in, in you know from where you live to like where do and, you what's your cutoff? And and Arundel County. Okay. So so if you're if you're in our county, we'll deliver to you even if you're far away. Okay. So tomorrow um, tomorrow morning you'll do the deliveries, right? That's right. Okay. So tomorrow morning, Tommy and I, Tommy will get up early. And Tommy does a quality check on all of the arrangements uh-huh. and then uh, and then puts stickers on all of the jars and changes the water and rinses off the stems. Uh-huh. Wow. So they're really, um, they're really getting a second refresh. They are. And if I <laughs> I, you know, we're friends with a lot of our our customers. Yes. And I I, I have been known on occasion to uh when i when i'm in a house with some flowers that i've arranged and delivered and i and i see the water's dirty or there's a i'll just i'll just help myself yep pardon um, me i've got I, some work to do pardon me i, I just need to well i would do that if to. i was at your house i would pull, i would pull a weed i couldn't help myself yeah 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 yeah. oh my yeah, gosh i uh, love it so uh, tommy does all the kind of like quality control for you that's right. And the lady, so Zoe, the, the sticker is your right field farm sticker that goes on the jar. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So that's okay. like just a perfect. Love it. Um, Love the logo. And mm. so does a final, final quality check, mm. changes the water, loads it into the, um, into the Honda pilot that we use for delivery. And then we sort of zip out, do the deliveries, do two, you know, we can do two trips if we need to, but this time of year, we usually don't. And then we come home and usually um, most of our customers give us our jars back. Mm-hmm. Um, they rotate. Usually we, yeah. Usually we come home and we'll have like, you know, a half dozen of these guys to, to wash as well. All right. And I uh, make a little edit here. That this is a is, pretty fat pint, man. Oh yeah. It's a, it's a pretty fat pint. Um, Oh my God. That is, I see what you mean about so, low. Like that is actually, yeah. is, honestly, 
it's almost as big as the a quart ones, but uh, yeah, but lower. But so if but you, so pretty on a table, right? Yeah. So if you if you look at them sort of next mm-hmm. to each other, yeah, you can see that this one like it's really. Um, so I I would say most people are going to put the um put the quartz like in an entryway. Yes. Yes. Uh, wow. You wouldn't want that between you and somebody else at a no at a, at a dinner table, right? It wouldn't be a wouldn't be lovely. it wouldn't yeah it wouldn't be as handy to to have a conversation. Wow. I wish I knew what this one was too. That's that Dahlia. Wow. Gold, it almost looks a like a gold center there. Yeah. And it almost looks like a rose with the petal. Yeah. Formation. A rose or a peony or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, David, I wanted to ask you before we wrap up about your rose source. Are you still buying everything from that rose grower in Spokane, Washington or where are you? Going? Oh man. I, I, I still love the rose grower in Spokane, Washington, but we have, um, sort of wildly diversified our, our rose purchase sources. So we're getting some from star roses and plants. Um, we're getting some from weeks roses mm-hmm. in California. We're getting some from the An- antique rose emporium yep. um, down in, in Texas. Down in Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're getting some from Northland rosarium there in Spokane. Yep. Um, and then we buy, uh, I don't know, like maybe a couple dozen each year directly from the breeder Ping Lim, who yes, I mentioned yes. before. So his website is Roses by Ping. And oh, can, okay. Um, they come through, I think Bailey's is the grower that he works with. Okay. Um, but but he's got and, his own cultivar, his own his own varieties, name varieties. Yeah. And then and then most of the David Austin's that we grow, we buy directly from David Austin US. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, That's amazing. They look terrific. And um you can never have enough. So you've got 12 acres. You've got lots of room for expansion. <laughs> is there a day, is there a day when you will be a full-time farmer? Oh, that's a good question. I don't, I mean, tell your people in Maryland to order more flowers. <laughs> I know, I know. Really, help this man. Uh, help this man get out of his desk job. Although I will, um, you're, I, you're I young, will, you're young, so you've got a ways to go. Yeah, and um, I, I do. You know, I like the variety of it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not saying I. I mean, obviously, you can tell I'm having a lot of fun with this. But I, you know, it's like a different, different challenge, different thing to do. I mean, I think it's just where other um, other people you know, crash on the couch and, and binge on a Netflix show. You're just like, I want to dig. I, w- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I yeah, want to yeah. plan. I, I want to make arrangements. <laughs> you, you mentioned before about like, well, do I keep any for myself? So I, that pretty dahlia yes. that I just showed, I broke it. Wow. Um, yeah. So, so that, that'll go actually my based on the color I, that'll that'll go in my uh, 12 year old's room in a little okay. bud face. But we also are hoping that someone who's watching this, uh, maybe Christine Albrecht will identify it for us, and uh, you know, <laughs> that would be it's great. Super, be... it's super pretty. And that'd be uh, great, and then I could have a way of getting more other than dividing that one. Well, let me ask you that: when you do, when you do dig, are you are you tagging them in any way? So you're like, oh, I really like this one. I definitely want to divide and, and multiply this this white one for next year or whatever. The only well, I will say that I will never grow another white dahlia oh yeah that's um, right unless, unless 
unless somebody unless somebody invents one that that, that the bugs don't like. Unless you want to I, invest uh, in like a mesh bag <laughs> business, yeah, I get you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I uh, uh, I, I, so generally, um, there's a little bit of a like the ecology takes mm-hmm. care of that a little bit mm-hmm. for us. So you know these these guys, which I believe to be Cornell bronze, okay, yeah, um, is very prolific. We don't. Um, this is an embarrassing thing to admit to your listeners who are flower farmers, but we don't net our dahlias. Okay. Um, so it means that the only dahlias that we grow are ones that can support their own support yep. their own stems. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that one, it, it grows a lot of tubers. It grows a lot of stems. It grows a and so we just keep having more. But it's like you're you're kind of um, selecting by. Uh, the amount of labor required from the farmer. Yeah. Or the, and yeah. so that's part of your criteria. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I would actually say if we, to the extent that we optimize for the, the, the biggest thing that we optimize for after the beauty of the flowers is the time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you also talked about, so the, the, the time to take care of that plant, you mean? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, the time the time to take care of the plant, but also, uh, you know, it's really, it's really cradle to grave for, yes. for, yes. for us. Well, and that goes uh, back to your desire to have hardworking selections that do at least two things. Yeah. You know? So exactly. you're getting, you're getting two, two ways to use a plant or maybe three. Yeah. I love it. And, um, and that's, that's another thing we've had to sort of tell people that they can like, that they can scrunch up a stem and smell it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it's a sensory experience. So yeah. you just have to coach them. So now yeah, that yeah. now that people are watching this at the end of the season, uh, we're gonna we want to get them to subscribe just to read your fabulous newsletters and um follow along on the story of Wrightfield Farm. And what do you other than growing a thousand hellebores, uh <laughs> what anything new that you're going to roll out next year or is that going to take oh, up a lot well, of your energy yeah so well so we have a lot of new rose varieties that'll be in production for the first time next yeah. year yeah so they, they won't they're not they won't be planted newly next year but they'll be newly in production um we also have uh i think maybe six or seven kinds of perennial crops that will be the first year that they'll be in production. One of which is um, a pretty substantial lilac planting. Oh my gosh. Um, that makes me happy. Yeah. So we have, we've, we've got like 13 kinds of lilacs in the, um, and then, uh, yeah. And then uh, the other thing that I think we're going to, do next season is I think we're going to try to open up sales for the, um, for the season earlier in the year than we have in the past. Mm-hmm. So typically in the past, nobody's been able to order any flowers until, until April. And I think we might do, um, this season, we might give people the option of like giving it to somebody for Christmas. Yes. Like a every certificate or something. Every year we have people ask us, Oh, can we, you know, and every year we just, oh, no, <laughs> we don't have our act together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I think this, this year we don't have any changes happening 
kind of, we don't have any IT stuff that we need to do mm-hmm. in order to, in order to get that to happen. Um, so I think we'll, can say I used up that whole first bucket of dahlias. Oh so <laughs> David, if you get it up for Val- for uh, Christmas and you'll have it up for Valentine's Day. So that's right. That's it right. It could really, it could really um, blow up next year. I would love to yeah. see that. Oh man. I'd love to see it too. Oh my gosh. Well, this has been so much fun. I, I just honestly could watch you design bouquets all day long. <laughs> I hope I help you pass thing, the time. <laughs> the only thing that would be better is if you were here in person. So That's hopefully right. soon. I exactly. I, please, please tell hello, everyone in your family. Hello there. I know those kids are getting bigger. I see the pictures. It's and, crazy. They just keep growing. Yep. And I'm glad that some of them are interested in joining dad on the farm and helping with, uh, helping with that. Um, we are going to, um, uh, I'll share this in, uh, at deborahprincing.com and then we'll also pull the audio for our podcast listeners, uh, later this month. So, um, David, I love meeting you again, uh, in this way. You're right. It's not the same as being in person, but I love visiting, watching you design. And I, I really appreciate you explaining your business model to people. It's, it's, you've made it work for you and you're not chasing every bright, shiny object. You're sticking to what you know you're good at and, you know, the customers are finding you. So that's exciting. It's super exciting. And thank you so much, Deborah. It's great to see you again. And, and, uh, um, looking forward to seeing you in person. Okay. Thanks a lot. All right. That was one of the most enjoyable and relaxing experiences I've ever had on a Zoom interview. I actually had to turn off the recording after almost an hour because David and I were having trouble figuring out how to end the conversation. It was just too much fun. Our next sponsor thanks goes to Rooted Farmers, which works exclusively with local growers to put the highest quality specialty cut flowers in floral customers' hands. When you partner with Rooted Farmers, you are investing in your community and you can expect a commitment to excellence in return. Learn more at rootedfarmers.com. And if you noticed during our interview, I was um, paging through uh, the website for Wrightfield Farms and they are members of rootedfarmers.com for, for their wholesale sales. As I said, we've devoted the entire month of October to membership and member appreciation month. With something special scheduled every day to highlight our members, leaders, and visionaries of the Slow Flowers movement. In addition to joining me here on the podcast, I've hosted Instagram live conversations and shared stories with uh, and other resources like our new Slow Flowers video on our other mini channels, including at Slow Flowers Journal and in our weekly email blasts. Last weekend, I took a moment to write an essay that reflects on what our members have achieved and accomplished since we launched Slow Flowers in 2013. And P.S., that's the year this podcast began, too. Here's an excerpt of what I wrote. Even though this question, what does slow flowers mean anyway, is still asked, it's being asked less often. With 98 million social media impressions for the hashtag slow flowers being used in the past year alone, there is no denying the term is used around the globe. It is synonymous with the goals and practices outlined in our manifesto. 
As we approach 2022, my message to each of you is to dig deep into your own values and belief systems and ask yourself, what do I want to achieve through my floral enterprise? The idea of doing better than and doing good with our flowers is more important than ever. We're seeing more of our members use their flowers as a vehicle for causes they support, using flowers to symbolize hope and humanity, while also building a business that offers a sustainable livelihood to them, their families, and their employees, and improving farmland and communities alike. I invite you to share your message of hope for the future in the comments section of our show notes at deborahprinzing.com or at Slow Flower Society on Instagram. I'm so grateful for the many of you who have taken the time and lent your voice to the conversation. And I congratulate you on taking a leadership role with your sustainable actions and beliefs. Our final sponsor thank you goes to Johnny's Selected Seeds, an employee-owned company that provides our industry the best flower, herb, and vegetable seeds around, supplied to farms large and small, and even to backyard cutting gardens like mine. Find the full catalog of flower seeds and bulbs at johnnysseeds.com. Thanks so much for joining us today. The Slow Flowers podcast has been downloaded more than 778,000 times by listeners like you. Thank you for listening, commenting, and sharing. It means so much. As our movement gains more supporters and more passionate participants who believe in the importance of our domestic cut flower industry, the momentum is contagious. I know you feel it too. I value your support and invite you to show your thanks to support Slow Flower's ongoing advocacy, education, and outreach activities. You can find the donate button in the column to the right at deborahprinzing.com. I'm Deborah Prinzing, host and producer of the Slow Flowers Show and Slow Flowers Podcast. Next week, you're invited to join me in putting more Slow Flowers on the table, one stem, one vase at a time. The content and opinions expressed here are either mine alone or those of my guests alone, independent of any podcast sponsor or other person, company, or organization. The Slow Flowers podcast is engineered and edited by Andrew Brenlin. You can learn more about Andrew's work at soundbodymovement.com.